0: This morning we shall be looking at exemplifying the world. Exemplifying the world. You have had us use the word embodying the world. And in the various definitions that we have given in the course of looking at this,
1: you will remember that we have always talked about living out
0: the world. We leave the world out. That that is the way we embody the world that the way to embody the world is to be living examples
1: of the world. And that is exactly what we are talking about this morning. It's part
0: of the how in embodying the world, how do we embody the world, which we started last week. So we just want to pick the next one, which is about exemplifying the world. If you remember last week, we said if we want to really embody the world, want to become living examples of the world, we must esteem the world. We must embrace the world. We must engage with the world. And we must employ the word. That is, make use of the word. So the next thing we'll be looking at is exemplify the word. Leave the word out. Leave it out. Let the word become something practical to us, something practical in our life. And we shall be looking at various examples in the scriptures, of men and women who did that. In whose life you can literally see the word of God exemplified. Hallelujah. That is the goal. If you want to see people whose lives made indelible impact on the lives of others, they were men and women who actually lived the world out. They exemplified it. They become true living examples of the world. And I'm going to start from a man in the Old Testament whose life I admired so much. From my early Christian life, I looked at that man and I felt, I want to be a man like this, Lord. Turn with me to Ezra, chapter 7. Ezra chapter 7.
1: In the book of Estra
0: Hallelujah. Estra chapter seven. Estra is uh,
1: a great grandson of Aaron. You can read that genealogy
0: from verse one but I'm not going to read that. You just go with me to verse 6. This Esther came up from Babylon, and he was a skilled scribe in the law of Moses. Which the Lord God of Israel had given. The king granted him all his requests, according to the hand of the Lord, is God upon him. That's the first thing you notice about this man, that he was recognized as a skilled scribe in the Lord of God. In other sense, you can say, he was a great student of the word of God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Because before you can become a teacher of the word, you must be a student. Hallelujah. Only those who have learned something that can teach something,
1: so it was a skilled scribe. So it must have been a
0: man who was ardent in his study of the word of God, he gave himself to the word of God. And what do we call that? That is the process of engaging, isn't it? Engaging with the world. So he was a man who had engaged with the world. And do you know what happens there? The more we engage with the word of God, the more we see the hand, the favor, the grace of God manifest in our lives.
1: As we said last week, if we engage with this world, the virtues,
0: the grace, the blessings of this world they cannot but but fall upon our lives, rub upon us do you want to see increasing favor of God upon our lives, increasing manifestation of the grace of God upon our lives? do you want to see increasing demonstration of the presence of God upon our lives? let's give ourselves to this world And that was what God was telling Joshua in Joshua chapter one verse 8, which we read last week. So we can see this man. Favor began to follow him. Something began to happen in his life even without even before opening his mouth. Let's go. And as, and I'm sure I'm sure you know that. By the time you get to Nehemiah chapter 8, you will discover that he was a man who brought revival just by reading the word of God to the people and interpreting it to the people. I'm not going to go there today. A man who read the word. And suddenly people started crying and weeping for their sins. That people needed to be consoled and said, don't cry anymore. You will know that the man carried the presence of God. Because he had the word of God. Hallelujah.
1: Go with me to verse... um, 10, verse 10. If you go to verse 10, the scripture
0: says, <clears throat> and verse 11, for Esther had prepared his heart to seek the law of the law. Can you see a man who prepared himself to engage with the word of God? It was not accidental. He didn't become a skillful scribe of the word of God overnight. He he, he prepared his heart. He made drop his mind. And I'm praying that God will help each of us to make up our mind, to give time, to give our energy and resources to engaging with the word of God, the way this man did in Jesus' name.
1: He was a man in the Old Testament. Look at what happened next. For
0: Esther had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it, and to do it, hallelujah, and to do it. That is where we are coming to. It is in the doing of it. He sought the word of God, he engaged with the word of God, and he made up his mind that that same law of God he had given himself to will be read in his own life. He made up his mind that he was going to become the living epistle of the same world. Can you say I will become living a peace It is in the doing of it. It is in the doing of it. And we could see that in the life of this Christ, of this man, man of the world. And to teach statutes and ordinances in Israel. I will talk that briefly before we round up.
1: And to teach it. Don't forget, we'll come to that. Amen. Look at verse 11. This is a copy of the letter that King
0: Athachesis, a hidden king, an unbelieving king, gave Estra the priest, described as part in the words of the commandment of the law and of his statutes to Israel. Then the man began to write things that they should do for him.
1: The favor of God was just following him. May we be a people
0: who are embodying the world. Mm-hmm. Who are reflecting the glory of the word of God. And we will see how much of the grace, the favor, the goodness of God that will radiate to our environment,
1: that will influence even the unbelieving Mm -hmm. in our world.
0: No wonder he had great impact in his time. He became a man whose legacy cannot be erased in the annals of
1: heaven. Amen. Amen.
0: Go with me now to the New Testament. And let's look at the life of our Lord Jesus Christ, whom I'm still going to look at the different ways in which he became living example of the world. world. Just speaking a a few things about him, just like we did last week. But look at how the scripture described him. In Acts chapter 1, verse 1. Acts chapter 1, verse 1. The scripture says, the former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and
1: teach. You see a parallel there with the life of Estra? The things Jesus Christ himself began to do and to teach. For our teachings,
0: our verbal communication of the word of God to have impact in the lives of men and women, we must have a life that conforms with what we are saying with our mouth.
1: We will never be as effective as God wants us to be if we are just talkers and not doers. Hallelujah. That's the point I just want us to know. And our brother Paul, challenging the young
0: man, Timothy, and the same thing he did to Titus, told them what to do, that they may exemplify the word of God from engaging to leaving it out. Turn with me to Second Timothy. Second Timothy. In the book of Second Timothy, chapter two. I'm actually going to verse 15. Verse 15. In Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, the scripture has this to say. In fact, look at, even if you look at from verse 14, it says, remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord, not to strive about words, to no profit. Mm. Sometimes we engage in arguments that are not necessary. To the ruin of the hearers. But look at the command be diligent to present yourself approved to God a worker who does not need to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth hallelujah amen hallelujah
1: amen,
0: amen. how does the passion put that verse Always be eager to present yourself before God as a perfect and mature minister, without shame, as one who correctly explains the word of truth. Can you see that? Be eager. Can you see that? Be eager. There's an element of eagerness here. Be desirous. the word of God, be eager to study
1: as a matured minister who correctly handles the word of God, explains the word of God, just like that translation puts it. Amen. And um, our brother Paul, going forward,
0: then also had this to say to the same young man, First Timothy chapter 4, 1 Timothy chapter 4.
1: And I'm going to pick it from verse 12. When we talk about
0: exemplifying the word, this is exactly what it means. And we will see so many other elements of what we have talked about before, even in this passage. Starting from verse 12. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers. Can you see that? Be an example to the believers. Be a model. Set a pattern for the other believers. Don't just copy what other believers are doing don't say everyone is doing that why can't I do it? You'll be someone who will be a place setter who will set a pattern for others to follow be an example and how do you do that? It has to be by
1: embodying the word of God Leave it out I'm always Not very pleased to be to be honest with you,
0: with believers who the only reason they have for wanting to do certain things is because every other person is doing it. That doesn't
1: make it right either. Do you get the
0: point I'm making?
1: Because multitudes are doing it does not necessarily mean that is the standard of the word of God. Why not be a pace setter? Why not be a a model, a role model?
0: We're talking about a young man amongst us just now who have always looked at his life as a role model for other young people. Why can't we do that? And I'm going and I'm encouraging all young people amongst us,
1: be pace setters. Be pace setters among your peers. Be pace setters. Don't just copy, set the pace. This is what God is calling us to. As a church, can we tell ourselves say we will be pace
0: setters in the things of God? We will be pace setters. We will live out the word of God the way the scripture describes it, says it, as much as possible. It's not proudly, it's not arrogantly,
1: it's humbly saying, God, can you help us to, by your grace, to be able to embody your truth to others? You know, that's that's a big task. Amen.
0: Amen. In word, just go in word. That is in what we say. The scripture teaches us about how to use our tongue rightly, isn't it? Can you begin to look at it and say, what does this how does the scripture want me to use my language, my word, the, the things I say? It's not complicated. The
1: Bible talks about wholesome speech, wholesome words. If there are words that are wholesome, then there are those ones that are not. Let your word be seasoned with salt and full of grace. The words you speak to people, does it bring grace to them? Does it sweeten them in their, in, in, in their, in their state? Of bitterness of heart. Just look at those simple things. Hallelujah. Amen. In conduct that is in
0: behavior in the way we behave ourselves, in the way we conduct ourselves. Let me quickly say none of us is perfect in this, but God is challenging us. God is setting a vision before us.
1: There are areas you may be embodying the word of God better than I do. But as you embody the word of God in that area, do you know that it it sends out
0: grace to me are you getting me to be able to see
1: and say this is doable? Hallelujah. You then become a model for me. That's how we even disciple one another in the body. Discipleship in the body is about having some role models and pay setters. who others can look up to and say in that area, she's excelling, He's excelling. Look at the next one. In love, we have talked about love again and again. You can become an embodiment of what the scripture calls the agape love of God. You can become a living example of what it means to love, and love indeed.
0: In spirit, here he's talking about, not just gift of the spirit now, he's talking about the attitude of the heart with which we do things. You've had people talk about, no, I like the spirit, with which is did is doing that. They're just talking about that inner motivation, the attitude the disposition of the heart, with which you carry out things. There are people who are lukewarm in everything, and
1: there are those who are passionate. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And we shall look at this in faith. Some of the translations say in faithfulness.
0: Whichever one you want to put, that's fine. In faith. Are you the one who, who usually
1: so seeds of discouragement and doubt and unbelief? Or are you the one who will say it's doable? It's, you know, you
0: can do that. You can achieve it. You can make it. Even when the individual says, I cannot make it. Even when the India is down, are you the one to spot them? and say, no, you can
1: Or I can't get up from this. I can't get out of this. Are you the one to say you will? You can, you can do it. Some people, ah, I can't talk in public. Say you can, why not? If you stand standing in public, are they going to swallow you? Hallelujah.
0: Things the word we speak to people to either motivate them. Do you know there are people who kill faith? Mm-hmm. Even when you are thinking I can do that, I'm going to achieve it. They say, ah, ah, don't attempt,
1: don't attempt that. It's very, 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 very difficult. Are you getting the point I'm making? Let's go further. Impurity. Holiness of life. From inside out. Purity from inside out. Purity from inside out. From inside out. Holiness that is done just,
0: you know, a form of godliness lacking the power thereof. That's not the one we are talking about. We are talking about a
1: reflection of a state of the heart that is pure on the fire. Wow.
0: Look at the charge invested the uh, 13, till I come, give attention or time to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Give time. Engage with the world. If you must continue to exemplify the word, you must continue to engage with the world. Engage with it. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by the prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. Use the grace of God inside of you. It's one of the ways we exemplify the world. If the Bible says those who believe will lay their hand upon the sick, they will recover. Why not? Why not? Why not pray for the sick? Why not engage in that? Say so I believe in that, and I'm going to continue to pray for the
1: sick. Is this complicated at all? On how to
0: exemplify the word? No. The one says it, I will do it. Let's go on. Meditate on these things. Can you see engagement again? Meditate on this thing. Give yourself entirely to them. Engagement. We are back to the engagement again. We are not moving. We are not closing one chapter to open another one. No, there's an interaction in this that your progress or that well you're profiting your gain no one engages with, with the word of God that does not make progress that does not have something profit from the world it goes on maybe evident to all evident to all take it to yourself and to the doctrine continue in them for in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Can you see the, the other aspect we are talking about that? Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. I just thought I could show us one or two places where Jesus exemplified the world. Just something, just one or two, then I will round up with the last bit. I was talking about of something we could do once we have we we've we've started exemplifying the world.
1: There's something else we need to do, which Jesus did, which Ezra did, to bring results.
0: Turn with me. Let's just look at a few things about Jesus. Look, let's look at uh, which one should I look at first? Let's look at Luke 18, for instance, and Luke 8. Luke chapter 8, not 18, Luke chapter 8. In Luke chapter 8, it's a passage you've read, you know it, you you probably, you have preached from it before yourself, but there's something there that Jesus was exemplifying or embodying, and you will discover it very quickly. In verse 22, the scripture has this to say, now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples. And he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy, in danger. And they came to him and awoke him saying, master, master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind, and the raging of the water, and they ceased.
1: And there was a calm. But he said to them, where is your faith? And they were afraid,
0: and marveled, saying to one another, who can this be? For he commands even the wind and water, and they obey him. Mm. Hallelujah.
1: Amen. What was Jesus exemplifying there? What was he embodying of the word of God there? I'm sure you will have seen two things clearly there without wasting time. Number one,
0: did you notice that that was an embodiment of peace in the midst of trouble?
1: Peace in the midst of trouble, in the midst of storm. He was calm, hallelujah. He was even sleeping. Do
0: you think he didn't know? No. He was embodying what it means to be peaceful in the midst of a storm. What it means to be in control in the midst of a storm. Peace. The peace of God that surpasses all human understanding. How can you stay so calm in the midst of a storm like that? But brothers, it simply shows that the peace of God can be enjoyed even in this midst of storms around us. And I'm praying that all of us, we know how to exemplify that. That when people think you should be panicking and running up and down, you are calm. You are calm. Look at the next thing there. He exemplified dominion, isn't it? Kingdom dominion or authority, divine authority to bring into subjection every element in the world.
1: Does that not strike you there? Is that not obvious there? Completely obvious. He exemplified the world. Hallelujah. So if you read about peace, This is an illustration of it. If you talk about authority, divine authority
0: or dominion, kingdom dominion, you can see it here. That's just one scripture. And we have so many more we can make reference to concerning our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of my time, I want you to go back and find places where certain virtues that the word of God talks about
1: were embodied by the Lord Jesus Christ or any other person in the Bible and then receive grace from God
0: to go forth in the same spirit hallelujah due to time I just want to mention the last bit. which should go, should be, no, you know, we can close with. Once our lives begin to be an embodiment of the world, we begin to exemplify the world. The last thing we need to do is entrust the world to others. Entrust the world to others. I specifically want to mention it because there's something God will be challenging us to and trust the world. That is, commit the world to other people. Make our time to commit the word to others. Don't just say, I'm living it out. People are seeing it. That is true. What you are living out is to enhance what you are going to say. Hallelujah. Then speak it. Say it. With every opportunity that you have. Amen. As people are, are you know, are, are wondering, "Wow, how is it that your life is like this?" Or they're admiring something about you. Seize the opportunity, and then trust the word to someone else. Do it actively, and trust the word to others. You saw what Estra did. He began to teach the law in Israel. You saw what Jesus did, the things he began to do and to teach. That's entrusting. And I'm going to take us to so start doing this.
1: Explain the word to others, expand the word to others. evangelize with the world. Reach out with the world.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Equip others with the world. Even those who are already believers, equip them with the world. Give the world to others.
1: Amen. Encourage others with the world. God wants us to do that. God will want us to do that. That the word of God does not just end with us, we entrust it, we give it also to others. It's a charge for us. I'm just going to mention two things. I'm keeping my eyes. Okay, now I have to stop somewhere around here. But look
0: at this. Because this is very important. For me, this is important. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Because this is where we start from. This is where we start from. And in any way we are failing in this, please, let's wake up. Deuteronomy chapter 6. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, all of us must wake up in this in this aspect of our lives. Sorry. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Yes, I start from verse six. Or does someone want to read for me from verse six? Just it, read verses six to nine, because this is where it, it starts from. For those of us who are parents, this is the way where it starts from. And I'll read just one more scripture. Whoever is reading, please read loud and fast. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. impress them on your children, talk about them when you sit at home, and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as a, as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames, door frames of your houses, and on your gates. Amen. Thank you, my sister, for that. Can you see that? Start at home. Charity desists. Begins at
1: home. Amen. Fill your own house with the word of God. As you live out the word of God, commit it to your children and and trust the same to your children. And trust
0: the same to your children. You will never be an effective person outside If what you are saying, you don't commit your own family to your children, to your family, are you following me? Let's find time to share the word of God with our family.
1: Devote time to it, all of us. Let your children have a, have a memory of how you committed the word of God to them,
0: of how you, you spoke the word of God into their life, how you studied
1: the word of God with them. Let them have that memory for the rest of their life. Lastly, as I stop here, Second
0: Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 2. So we start at home. What word of God will you say your children, they have learned from you? What revelation of the word of God have they learned from your life?
1: Second Timothy chapter 2, from verse 1. You, therefore,
0: my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me, among many witnesses, commit these or entrust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. That is the way we propagate the word of God.
1: This is the way we promote this pride of the word of god and the lord
0: help us to be a people who are truly embodying the word of god and entrusting the same mm-hmm. to
1: others in jesus name amen amen, amen.